Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Bauer, and I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years. We created this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, Caitlin is on, and we'll be talking about the rule of 100. So here's a quick breakdown of what we're going to be chatting about today. So we're going to define, or well, we're going to give our definition of the rule of 100. Um, we're going to move on to the application of the rule of 100 in fitness and nutrition. Then we're going to move into challenges and overcoming them. And then we're going to finish up with strategies for maintaining this over time. Uh, ready? Okay. Let's get right into it, shall we? All right. So my definition of the rule of 100 because i don't think there really is one I, we probably should look this up before we started but this is just something that you and i talk about a lot of yeah um so this is just my definition that i have uh, written down and it's completing 100 reps of something and you have to do it in the right amount of time and we'll go over this in more detail later with the goal of improving each rep in as short amount of time as possible without sacrificing quality do you have like your own personal definition for the rule of 100? No, I mean, I agree with yours. I mean, it's just completing 100 reps is kind of my golden rule or bare minimum when I um, take on any challenge or tasks, not only in the gym, but in life as well. And I think that's how we'll kind of apply this rule in, in the three different kind of realms. Okay, awesome. And when it comes to fitness and nutrition how does this apply um well first i guess it's the rule of 100 this is something that we kind of made up and something matt and i've talked about a lot of um especially when i was coming back postpartum when i was kind of figuring out how to get back into crossfit i've i completely made up my own uh six week postpartum program and i've kind of after each pregnancy I improved it and tweaked it a little bit here and there. And I've now, you know, uh, many ladies have done it themselves at the gym as well. And I've tried to improve it every single time. And so kind of always with the mentality of, like you said, making each one better and improving upon it each time. And I don't know if I've done it a hundred times yet, probably not, but, um, I'm definitely on my way there. And when I was coming back postpartum, I, kind of always made myself do at least 100 reps of everything. Um, 100 glute bridges, 100 PVC pipe cleans, <laughs> um, 100 air squats. Like it was always at least a minimum of 100 reps. And I apply that a lot in the gym. Um, if we're ever doing anything heavy though, it's 30 to 50 heavy reps. And then after that, when we do moderate to lightweight, it's always 100. 100 is the minimum. And when it's funny when I tell people that, it's always a kind of shocking face that someone has. They're like, what, 100? Um, and to me, that's like nothing. Like that should just, that's kind of like a warm up at that point. And then the real workout starts from there, right? Or like the real work starts after that. And so, I guess that's how I apply it in the fitness realm. Um, do you apply it any other way than I've explained? I think this applies to more than just fitness. Oh, for sure. I mean, but that's what we were talking about oh, first. Yeah. No, oh, exactly. I'm just saying like overall, like yeah. I, I love the point that you just made. Also, I like what you said on how you're trying to improve the program uh, every time. So that means that, you know, you may not be trying to improve the program a hundred times, 
But the fact of the matter is that trying to improve something over time and not just letting it sit mm-hmm. and not just creating a cookie cutter program that you can just rehash to the next wave of pregnant women that come into the gym yeah. just shows that it, it's it's like also a quality control mm-hmm. kind of rule that we have is like regardless if it's 100 or not we're going to try and improve every time we do something yeah because just because something worked the first time doesn't mean that it's going to always work the yeah. next time yeah. and it doesn't mean that it was great in the first place 100%. and so i think you know always trying to improve upon each program that we create and that's why i love crossfit is that Every day is different. Every day is always changing. There's always something new to try and do and pair together. I mean, the staples are always the same. The, the movements are always the same, but you can always change it up and get better and adapt. And yeah. so that's kind of where that leads us into always doing a minimum of 100 reps. Yeah. And I think people in general grossly underestimate, or at least I have in the past, grossly underestimated the amount of volume that it takes to be successful oh my in, gosh. In, in, any, in anything. Yes. Oh I mean, my the rule gosh. of 100 pl- doesn't apply just to fitness, but applies to things outside of the gym as well. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the biggest, the big deer in the headlights eyes when I tell somebody, all right, we're going to do 100. Like, it's always shocking. And, and it's funny, like, it's because people don't understand how long or how much you need to do in order to get better at yeah. something. And um, once you start really accepting that, you're going to start getting a lot better. Exactly. There's a big difference between what you think it takes and, and what, what it, it actually takes. Yeah, and I love we, that quote. We, we yeah. love talking about that all the time, too, because that forces us to level up as well, because a lot of times it requires us to do more than what our best is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I think back to when I first started CrossFit and I had just come out of collegiate volleyball and... I thought I knew what hard work was or like working out (laughs) for like three hour practices and doing, you know, strength training. I thought that was hard. And then I tried CrossFit and I was like, Whoa, no, this, this is really hard. Like this is, and then, (laughs) and then after having uh, children and having to work out and fit everything in, now that is really hard. And so once you start adapting to that and then understanding like, wow, this is going to take a long time, a lot of dedication, like, trust me, like things really do get easier once you accept, I think, how, how challenging things will be. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that reminds me of a, of a story of when <laughs> I learned the hard way, not really when I learned the hard way, but and a good example of me not knowing what the amount of volume that it would take to actually be good at something. Mm-hmm. I was a teenager. And I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And for Christmas, I ended up getting, you know, just a starter electric guitar, which was really nice of my family to do for me. Um, And I even got like a version of Rosetta Stone, I guess, uh, (laughs) online version or CD version of guitar lessons. And I also took guitar lessons too at my school, which was really cool. Uh, and I remember taking some of the lessons and doing some of the things on the computer, not that many though, of course, and doing it and then, and then getting a little frustrated that I wasn't getting good, (laughs) you know, and looking back, it's funny because like I barely practice, I barely, like I did one lesson a week maybe. Yeah. And then on, on the computer, I probably did a grand total of maybe 30 minutes to an hour total, even trying to learn on like my home program. Mm -hmm. And then I just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's it's laughable because like, oh, well, of course I'm not going to be good at that because I didn't really put that much time or effort into it or as much as I thought or as much as was 
I thought was needed in order to be okay or at least play a song. Mm-hmm. And so that, and then I think when I finally learned that volume and the amount of work that I do in each session and consistency matters was when I first started lifting weights during the summer when I came home and I wanted to get bigger for baseball. I ended up putting on like 20 pounds and I remember being in the weight room for two hours and I would lift and now that's back when I only did isolation exercises and bodybuilding, but I would train one body part for two hours <laughs> Yeah, and I would just rotate it. But I, I mean, I would only do it once a week. So if I benched, I would bench once a week, but I would do chest for two hours. Yeah. And then the next day was arms. I would do arms, buys and tries for two hours. Yeah. And you I probably got, got really good. I did. I put on some size, but I also got really burned out <laughs> Yeah, at the sure. end, at the end of it. But did it work? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. then that's when I really learned that, okay, in one in like a matter of four to five months, I can pack on a lot of muscle if I just do a ton of volume. And I did that seven days a week. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why, um, what is it, German volume training is, oh, yeah. it, it is like well-known and it works. I mean, there's yeah. study after study proving that it works. And if you don't know what that is, it's doing 10 sets of 10, right, of a back squat or whatever lift it De- is, any, deadlift, any, any lift. lift. 10 sets of 10, which is 100. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, obviously they were onto something there. And um, yeah, just applying that. And it's black or white. It's either you do it or you don't. Yeah. And you, it, there's no in between. When people are always looking for the easy way out, trust me, you will never get to your goal. You will never it's get that. It's not worth it. It's a yeah. waste of your time. You like people who try to constantly cheat, constantly you know, like short the reps, uh, sh- you know, short the time, whatever you will never get better. I just want to make that very clear. Like, it's just not going to happen. You have to do it fully. And and this applies not only in the gym, but in, in life as well, right? You have to fully commit if you really want something, if you really want to get it done. And you need a lot of volume yeah, to get it done. Yeah, you need a lot of practice. Like, it, just think of um, just anybody's, you know, daily job, a doctor. Let's just take a doctor, for example. How many hours of practice and internship does the doctor do before they're actually a doctor? I don't I mean, even want to know. I don't even want to know. Yeah, it's probably like a year, over a year's worth of just like constant. I think, yeah, it's probably longer than you know, that. I think it's longer than that, but yeah. And, you know, execution until, and, and so people aren't even willing to do that in, in the gym or with their nutrition and just do it day after day until they get better at it. It's just like anything else. Um, you have to practice to get better at it. Yeah, it doesn't and, it doesn't come naturally, and you know why it doesn't come naturally? Because it wasn't taught to us. You know, my I don't know. My parents didn't teach me teach me about food or or how to you know stay fit. Not just for sports, but just like in life in general, and yeah. like how to do that for the rest of your life. That was never taught. That's not something that you're taught. So. It's something you have to kind of teach yourself or at least start teaching your kids now so that the next generation is prepared for it. Yeah. And it's normal for things to be difficult yeah. right off the bat. Like, I mean, it's it's it'd be unreasonable for you to put in three workouts and expect anything from those workouts. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes we like people expect that. No, absolutely. People expect to lose, you know, five to 10 pounds in a month by just working out two to four times a week that's not enough like Mm. you're not gonna make it you have to work out every day everything has to be perfect and line up like you have to fully commit like in every aspect of your life yeah 100 percent. let's kind of move back into the application to fitness and nutrition specifically so let's uh let's maybe give some practical tips for integrating this rule into daily routines that will benefit in either fitness or nutrition. Yeah. Quick, easy one is, uh, we talked about this before a hundred grams of protein is the bare minimum for any adult over the age of 30. 
I mean, honestly, if you're not getting... And that's even on the low end. Yeah, I mean, we're like really underestimating here. But as a golden rule, I guess, daily protein intake for anybody needs to at least be 100. So there we go, 100 grams. Easy. It's funny that sometimes when we tell people this, that their eyes are like deer in the headlights again. (laughs) They're like 100 grams of protein. I'm like, and that's on the low end. Yeah, that's... And they're like, I don't know if I can eat that much. I'm like, I guarantee you, if you sat down... You could eat 100 grams of carbs and fat in one meal yeah. very easily. <laughs> yes. Very easily. 100 grams of each. Yes. Easily. Easily. So just switch it with protein. So yeah. you already have that, probably. So yeah, you're already just make it eating it. Instead. Uh, just so another quick fact is that, you know, the average American does eat 3,000 3, to 3,300 calories a day on average. Like, that's a lot of calories. You can't burn 3,000 calories. Like I barely burn 3000 calories and I do almost 20,000 steps a day. So and just, you work out a lot. <laughs> and I work out a lot. So just think of the average American who doesn't do as much as me and is eating 3000 calories a day. I mean, we wonder why there is an obesity problem. It's because we are just constantly overeating. And so if you have the rule of at least hitting a hundred grams of protein, you're filling up most of your day with that and you won't be as hungry to eat anything else yeah yeah 100 percent. and let's kind of move into some real life success stories that you've kind of seen transform with the rule of 100 i'll go first to let you think a little bit (laughs) um but uh one thing that's really helped and this is even 100 but i just started working with ryan i have another ryan story for everyone uh and it's 36 sessions and we're doing it an hour and he has 12 weeks to do it and he's going to obviously complete these before before time but we set a, an end date which is 12 weeks you have to do 36 sessions one hour one-on-one with me and one thing that he kind of was looking at was the path going forward you know it's like session one two three four and one thing that i told him was like hey let's start at 36 and count backwards and then see where we're at and that really helped him mentally is counting backwards from that down like a countdown and that really helps too because sometimes when you're climbing it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. you know to kind of see the summit but when you're kind of counting backwards and you're counting down to something sometimes mentally that helps because there it, it makes you think more about like the long-term end goal it's like where am i going to be at at the end of these 36 sessions and right now he's 16 sessions in he feels amazing He's already down from a 40-inch pant size down to a 36. He had to get his ring resized. Um, mm-hmm. Even his wife is noticing. She's like, "I like your shoulders look a lot better, <laughs> and you know you're losing some some um, size off your neck and face." And and that's actually a great sign because that's usually where you start to lose fat or weight from first is usually from the face and around the shoulders. Yeah, that's really normal. And then after that starts going down to the stomach area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just one kind of mini success story that I can think of recently that really helps someone. Yeah, I mean, I'm working with someone right now too. I think a lot of people in the morning know who he is. Um, working with Larry, and you know, we've also we're doing 36 sessions. We're actually on our second round of 36 sessions, and we've been working together for about three and a half months. Um, he's lost over 20 pounds, um, but he has actually, other than just working out with me, he really focuses on steps, making sure he hits 7,000 steps a day. Um, and then also he works really hard on his food. He has completely cut out carbohydrates from his diet. I mean, all he eats is protein and vegetables or protein and fruit. And he's really, um, dialed in on that, like at least, 
that's what he tells me. And I mean, his results are proven. He's lost over 20 pounds. So I know that he is doing it both in the gym and then out, outside the gym. But I mean, fully committed, um, making sure he works out four times a week with me. Um, and then even when we miss sessions or we don't get the four in, then we make them up the week after, right? So then we're working five, six times a week sometimes just to make up and to stay on track. Um, he also has a goal to lose 50 pounds in a year. And so we're Maybe I'll um, tell him about counting down backwards too, so mm -hmm. that it makes the number a little bit more attainable. Um, and so we have a goal by um, uh, June or July, I think, is our our end date of where we're trying to get to. No, that's awesome. That's such a great story, and I like um, what you talked about how he's happier, he feels better. Oh and, yeah, and that like he's you know he's just. One, like there, there's so many psychological benefits to doing this. As well. Oh, absolutely. One thing he actually talks about most is his flexibility. Just moving more every week, every day and seeing me and, and then I, I, you know, have him do certain stretches consistently. And so, I mean, he's completely noticed. He's like, wow, like, I, I can't believe I can move so easily now compared to when I started. And I mean, again, it's, it's not always about what you see in the mirror that is the benefit, but it's like, like you said, like the psychological benefit, the functional benefit, just feeling better, having more energy, um, is, is big for people. Like just being able to, you know, go through their day with more energy and, and have that, you know, to go to work with and to deal with family life with, like, that's really helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And let's kind of move in. That's perfect timing. Let's move into kind of the psychological and physical benefits of the rule of a hundred. And coming back to Ryan is that I remember when we hit our 10th session, that's when he really kind of started to hit his stride. And really started to be like, hey, dude, like, I really feel good. Like, I look forward to this. I, you know, my, uh, my mental health is better. I have more energy. Like, I feel good. And like my, you know, and that's when he told me also about like his pant sizes being reduced already. And I told him, I'm like, hey, what if you 10x this? And he's like, what does that mean? Like, we're 10 sessions in. What if you did 100? Where would you, where, like, with the results you've seen now in 10, we do 90 more. Where do you think you'll be? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, that's a really good point. And so that kind of gave him that extra motivation. I'm like, dude, if, if I did 10 and I get in this, what if I, <laughs> I add 90 to yeah. that? What's going to happen? Yeah, for sure. And so that's like one of the reasons why we have um, the 100 Watt Club at the gym is just to get people to realize like how much they're working out, how much how much time they're really investing in their health and in their goals. And so we kind of established that 100 watt club. And so if you don't know what that is, it's just basically we um, we give our members a shirt and we kind of celebrate that milestone of working out 100 uh, times in our gym and completing the workout. And, and then the next milestone after that is 350 workouts. Um, we used to kind of constrain this to a time frame. It used to be six months. And that was really tough to work out a hundred times in six months. And people realized that very quickly that, oh, wow, you have to be very consistent, number one. And, and for the most part, for people's lives, um, things come up, right? Yeah. Travel, um, people get sick, right? Family comes in town. And then all of a sudden, what seems so easy of working out three to four times a week, all of a sudden you have to put in five, six days a week, sometimes every day in order to make the club. And so it was a very elite thing to do. And so we recently changed it um, to just where you work out a hundred times, no matter the time frame. We want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate that you were in the gym. So, so now it's whenever um, a member 
works out a hundred times, we celebrate them with a shirt and, and kind of like a fist bump, right? Make it a big deal and whatnot. Um, we have not had anybody hit a 350 yet, so that'll be the next milestone, but I'm sure it's going to happen very soon. Um, but I think people get really excited about this and, and it helps them stay on track and keep them accountable and, and hold themselves to that high standard too of working out a hundred times. How many days are there in a year? Three, 365, 365. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they haven't even hit a hundred yet and we're in November. And so like, that's not even a 30 year year. Exactly. And so, you know, it, it kind of puts into perspective of man, like how much am I, how much do I expect, first of all, for results wise, by only putting in barely a hundred workouts on the year? Like you, you can't really expect too much in the gym. And so if you're not going to work out that much, then you have to put in more work in the kitchen and, you know, in for your sleep and for your stress, right? So you have to put more work in there if you're not going to put in the days and hours in the gym. Oh yeah. Um, again, going back to people, including myself, grossly underestimate the amount of volume that it takes to be successful or to reach your goals. And some practical tips on maybe how you can approach this is kind of like how what we did with the 100 Watt Club. It's like give yourself six months, start at 100, count down, just notch it off down the list however you want to do it, but get to 100 workouts in six months, and I guarantee you, you will look completely different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basic goals like that, and again, that's why we call it the standard or the gold, golden rule of 100. I think it's very simple and very... People think it's simple at first and attainable, but then when you really start it's doing it, it's not easy. Simple yeah. doesn't mean easy. <laughs> yeah. And you have, again, things come up in life and you can't put your fitness or your nutrition on the back burner just because things come up, right? We have to be able to adapt and, and stay consistent and, and do things the right way, right? Every single time. Yeah. And this, this gets you more into a long-term planning mindset and gets you into it having patience and being consistency along with having a good cadence. And we'll get into that in a second. But when you, when you give yourself a longer time horizon, like I'm going to commit to a hundred workouts, I'm going to do this in six months. And then you're automatically giving yourself, making yourself more patient because you're like, you know, I'm going to get to a hundred first and I'm going to see where I'm at. Mm -hmm. It gives you like, I have to get to a hundred first and then let's see what happens from there. Yeah. You have and to earn it. Yeah. This is also something that I give myself like, I'll tell myself that I'm allowed to quit at doing something that is new, mm -hmm. but I have to do it a hundred times. And then once I hit a hundred and I try to improve something every time along that each hundred or each rep along to a hundred, I'm allowed to quit. Mm -hmm. But it'd be unreasonable to think that if I do a hundred of whatever it is I'm trying to do and make each one better by the time I get to a hundred, I'm probably going to be at least mediocre yeah. at that thing. Yeah. I'm, chances of me being mediocre is probably pretty low, especially if I'm trying to improve every time. Mm -hmm. For so, sure. So when you apply that to fitness, it's like if you take that same approach to fitness or nutrition, it's going you're you're going to see results. Yeah. Especially if you do both at the same time. Right. But then we also talk about, um, and I think you'll talk more about this, is like the cadence. All right. So now you've done a hundred workouts, or you've done it a hundred times. But what if it's spaced out? Like, that's why we have a time constraint. So, yeah. and I, I love that you brought this up because this is one of my favorite things because I really do believe the words that we use matter. And I think consistency is something that's a buzzword that's always thrown around in fitness on social media and just in just like life coaching, business coaching in general. So you got to be consistent. Well, it's like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. And you can be consistent in doing things the wrong way. So for example, let's say I come into the gym. I do all the right exercises. I do them all the right way with the right weights, with the right rest time. 
But guess what? I, and, I, and I go to the gym five times a week. But I'm there for five minutes. Will I reach my goals? No. No. Yeah. So Cadence is doing the right thing the right way at the right time for the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think the right amount of time is the key part yeah. in doing Cadence. Oh, for sure. Because someone could work out one day a week, right? And do everything right. Everything, you know, the right weights, all that stuff. But it's only one day a week. It's not enough. Or you do the right exercise the wrong way. Yep. And so everything matters, right? All Everything has to line up. You have to have a purpose. You have to have that mentality that you're going to do it, you know, 100% and 100% across the board. Yeah. All areas. Yeah. And set a time constraint as well. Yes. A, a, a end date. Yeah. To reassess. So if you're if you're talking about working out, like, here's a little challenge for you. Accumulate 100 workouts. In, a, in six months. In six months. I think that's, it's pretty tough to do. It comes out to 16 workouts a month, uh, 15 to 16 workouts a month, right? Depending. And I guess that comes out to three, you know, four times a week. About four times a week and, on average. you know, for many people, four times a week is tough. You, mm-hmm. you think it's easy, but it's not, especially when you fall behind. Um, so if you can do that, then fitness is a part of your lifestyle. Like I can honestly say that. Yeah. And if you were to have someone do 100 meals, 100 healthy meals with like lean protein, vegetables, uh, what would the time frame you be? What would you give someone for that? Ugh, I want to say 100 days, but <laughs> every day should be perfect. When you're starting to talk, I would about, say 30. Thir- oh, like oh, like oh. I'd be like, do a. I would. Yeah, because three would challenge meals. Challenge someone to do 100 healthy meals in 30 in 30 days. days. Or is that too much? So I just make it 60. <laughs> well, I don't know. That would be three meals a day. I mean, that's 90. So I guess you'd have to say more like 50 days. 50 days? Yeah. Okay, we'll make it 50. 100 I challenge you meals. to 100 healthy meals in 50 days. <laughs> yeah, totally doable in my opinion. But, you know, again, it's it's a matter of people sticking with it. That's something we see across the board is that people are unwilling to stick with something for a long time and it's like it's hard for people to believe how long something's going to take and when we tell them in all honesty like yeah that's probably going to take like six months or yeah that's probably going to take a year they're like honestly shocked and i'm just like well i mean if you put in more work right if If you you add more volume if you add more volume it will be faster but if you're only going to do it you know less than three or four days a week probably not going to happen yeah patience Patience is definitely something that is one of the most underlooked qualities yes. in successful people. Yep. Um, it's in, boring. In, in any realm. Yeah. And part of it is because it is boring. Like yeah. there's nothing like you have to do a lot of unsexy work to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that it gets easier. Yep. People don't. I think that's something that people don't think about because of course it's going to be hard when you get first get started because it's new anything any new skill i mean i think fitness is a skill because it takes time to build and once you have that skill same thing with nutrition like once you have your meals kind of dialed in it's like it's it's a skill that you have attained and once you have that skill developed it's a lot easier to maintain that so i think people lack patience of dealing with a lot of upfront crap that they have to deal with of like the learning curve and everything but once you get over that hump it's 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 a lot easier yeah i mean let's talk about nutrition for a second of just like the learning curve of learning how to cook and how to cook healthy meals. I mean, we had a long period of time where our food was not very good and we were trying to 
you know, cook things that we didn't know how to cook, like certain proteins or trying to cook certain vegetables. And like, how do we even eat this? What seasonings do we use? So for a long time, we didn't have very good food, but over time we learned. And now we have, I think we have great meals, but people aren't willing to kind of like, they, they see it as, oh, well, I'm just going to waste money or no, it's an investment. It's an investment into learning how to make this a lifestyle and so that one day it is easy and it's mindless and it just comes naturally but you but you have to take you have to be willing and to sacrifice a few maybe months of uncomfortableness yeah and that's worth it for what you're going to get in the long run a hundred percent any other thoughts before we start wrapping things up no, I mean, just in general, just remember that I think 100 is the bare minimum. And whenever uh, you do anything outside of here, just remember Matt and I talking about how you should do 100 reps or 100 of this. Yeah. should be the first thing you think of. Do 100. <laughs> yep. And I'll just close with a real quick story um, that I think might help inspire some of you. And I hope this really helps. But when I first started this podcast, I really didn't want to do it. I'm not going to lie. I did not want to do it because... I'm like, I'm not that guy. I don't want to talk. <laughs> like, and then uh, I was like, when we did finally start it, when I was finally convinced to start it, uh, I saw it as an opportunity to help other people and to coach more without having to actually be on the floor and to be able to coach other people for free who you know, aren't even part of the gym. And, and when I started the podcast, I was like, I'm going to commit to doing 100 episodes. And every episode, I'm going to try and do something a little bit better. And guess what? It really was really hard. It was really hard at first. I would even argue the first 25 were very difficult because I, I was still trying to find my voice. I was trying to figure out, like, what is I had knew, and I knew nothing about podcasting. I knew nothing yeah. about the gear. I knew nothing about the software. I knew nothing about, like, what good podcasts even do because before this, I didn't even listen to podcasts. And then so every time I just tried to make make the next episode better than the last. And then... Here we are today. Yeah, and I really think you have improved every episode. And I we hear it a lot from at least our members who listen. They're like, yeah, it has gotten a lot better. Like, And they give us feedback. And I think you have definitely improved with every episode. Yeah, and I think this is episode 51 or 52. So we're not, Ooh, we're, we're only halfway. And so when I, now and now, I think it's really <laughs> important too. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but when you look back, even when you're halfway, you're like, wow, I've come a long way. Like we start with two lapel mics and I record on my iPhone. Yes. Sitting oh my in the, gosh, in the I lobby that. of the gym. Like now we have professional mics. We have, we have cameras set up. We have a mixer. We have a MacBook Pro. We have a studio. Recording. We have a studio. We have all this <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's really cool that looking back and it's, it's only been, we're only halfway. Like, what are the next 50 going to be like? That's my favorite part in a workout when the coach goes, you're halfway. <laughs> everybody's like oh no it's only gonna get better (laughs) my favorite thing to say is almost halfway (laughs) Uh, that's funny uh all right any final thoughts no i think we've totally wrapped it up this is great very cool this was fun thank you so much for listening if this was helpful please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and please DM your questions or content suggestions there. We want to hear from you. Until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it.